<laughs> Welcome everybody to Wolf Sheep. This is Luis Cavado. And I'm Matthew Walker. And uh, I almost said Wolf Sheep again. Hey, welcome to Wolf Sheep. Yeah, so what? what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> is this really how we're going to start? Well, everything's off, okay? <laughs> we were supposed to have a guest, John Garcia. Oh, oh yeah, John. that loser. He didn't show up. No, you're not so, a loser, John. No, you're, you're not okay. a loser. You Were just you? didn't show up to the most important podcast of our decade. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, like uh, <laughs> Dr. Claw said on Inspector Gadget. Next time, Inspector Gadget. Next time. Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, uh, well, uh, Lewis has a new computer, which is awesome. Correct. Yeah, we've got a new and, wolf sheep computer. Yep. So <clears throat> one of these podcasts, we should actually talk about... Um, the fact that uh, people are okay with surprises or not okay with surprises. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe we'll do that next week. Yeah, let's do that next week. Okay. Yeah, like being surprised as opposed to not not liking surprises. But this week... Well, there, there was a whole story to the laptop, yeah. to the new computer, to the new official wolf sheep laptop provided by one uh, most uh, auspicious and generous Bill Nance and Matthew Walker. And and most thanks to them, but yeah, we'll tell you that story next week. Yeah. So what we got Stay for you tuned. this week is uh, uh, topic inception. Yes. It's about miracles, and and the reason I picked this one was uh, we were in church. Oh, it's got to be more than a month now, and I can't even remember who was speaking, but they started talking about miracles, and miracles along with one other thing mentioned in church immediately gets like a gut reaction from me miracles and surprises and <laughs> <laughs> miracles and what miracles and prophets prophets or prophecy oh okay as soon as i hear those two words it's like oh! you know like my butthole crunches <laughs> <laughs> you're like nope nope <laughs> yeah it's like well, well hold on a minute okay <laughs> and it's just i've got a gut reaction to that yeah and I'd like to study that. Well, is it warranted? Is it not warranted? Right. Or is it and I'm sorry I said the. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, the I get I the same experience. Yeah. We all, I think we all have it. I usually get mine in traffic, you know, when somebody's breathing up down my neck in their 4x4, four four, but still. Can people actually reach you at 90 months? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, some people on this podcast don't drive like a grandmother. That's right. Um, some of us follow five miles under the speed limit. Uh, uh, okay, I'm sorry. We're picking on each other today. It's awesome. All right. D- define miracle in your own words. Uh, why don't you define it since you have such a, okay. an aversion to it? Well, if I had to define a miracle, mm-hmm. I'd say it's the uh, the action or the uh, the presence of God's hand in a situation in a way that either is uh, unexpected mm-hmm. uh, supernatural or surprising uh, okay well that's good that's the way I'd, I'd yeah. look at it man. you got uh, something other than yeah, that well not like mine was just the impossible <laughs> becomes possible but it, it, if you go a step further than that, it's like the belief that it was impossible mm-hmm. gets eradicated by 
the fact that it's not that it is possible through Christ, you know, or through through God showing up. Yeah, and no, all the impossibility kind of factor yeah. is definitely a part of it. Yeah. Well, I, it I mean, it may not be impossible, but my belief was that it was impossible. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and it may completely be impossible, whether it's a cancer diagnosis and a healing, or you know, mm-hmm. money comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, and that was, you know, the 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 situation that kind of triggered this topic. Yeah. Was one of those where it was like a trigger effect miracle, mm-hmm. <coughs> where this thing led to that thing, and that thing led to this thing, and it's like one, uh, one step after the other. It's a miracle one after the other. And not that that's impossible, but you know, eh, whatever. Uh, have you ever been witness to a miracle, big or small? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like uh, the. A friend of mine was cured of cancer. Mm-hmm. You know, like right after I, right after I left my old life and started walking with God, she's a friend of mine sent out a letter that she had gone to the doctor and got a <clears throat> a negative report, mm-hmm. uh, and it was cervical cancer. And so she asked for prayer, and she asked for liquid light or positive thoughts. I mean, a, she asked for a bunch of stuff from a bunch of people, but you know, liquid. I, well, just positive thoughts okay good all right light yeah. and you know like okay no no yeah, yeah. i'm sorry i've never heard that well before. yeah it was like weird it was like she asked different people to send her different things and so um you know i immediately thought of the woman with the <coughs> issue of blood that tried to fight through the crowd to get to jesus and i felt like the lord showed me this girl had fought through the crowd and asked you know had she may not have faith in god but she has faith in where i'm headed Mm-hmm. And I was headed towards God, and so I prayed for her, and and at that point it may have been more for me than for her, but I prayed for her, and the next time I heard from her, you know, the diagnosis was now the cancer was all gone, you know, yeah. and to her it was like something worked, you know, she wasn't yeah, yeah. necessarily ready to credit it with, with God, but I knew that it had been God, because the whole situation he walked me through, you know, so yeah. Yeah, that healing is one of those that. Uh, one of those types of miracles that I've been in contact with. In yeah. fact, I mean the whole ba- not the whole basis because that's not true. But the most of the reason why I even started to feverishly or or passionately search after Christ was a miracle of healing of myself. You yeah, know? finding myself superbly sick at one point in my life mm-hmm. and. <clears throat> One night, feeling like I wasn't going to wake up, praying till I fell asleep, and asking Christ, "Well, if you're really there, you know, this is this is your time to show." Yeah. Me. And waking up feeling completely fine, and even even my wife's mom, who who's since passed, but you know, this was a woman who had uh, uh, pancreatic cancer and it was fairly advanced, mm-hmm. and actually recovered. You know, that's a tough one to recover. That she recovered is. from it. Wow. And it came back, uh, unfortunately. But you know that's, you know that's that's not a common type of healing you ever hear from. Right. And and just it seems to be a common recurrence. Yeah. You know? Well, the funny thing about healing from a disease is that we're gonna die of something. Right. You know, and not that I want to die at forty-two, but it's like when you pray for healing, God definitely gives a healing. But you something else may hit you later on. You know, and it's mm-hmm. like uh, my friend. I have a friend in the neighborhood over. Her dad was like, I'm not doing chemo. I'm not doing this. I'm not going to live the rest of my life, like, you know, living on a thread, 
you know, mm-hmm. of, of, of existence. And so when he did die, it's like he died with, you know, with a certain amount of dignity. And he also died, you know, having his whole, all of his faculties, you mm-hmm. know. But, and he was still joking with the nurses and the doctors and everybody mm-hmm. that would come in, you know. He was just that kind of person. And so, and that's not the first person I've heard that says they don't want you know, to go on limping along. So the healing part, even though I think for the moment it can be a miracle and it's always a miracle. I, right. Yeah. I think it's just something that can renew your faith so that you can live to die another day to yeah. quote James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the, like the other miracles for me have been like financial, you know, and, and I think sometimes people can reason things out, you know, mm-hmm. they can say, well, somebody mailed that check the day that you, you know, started having trouble, and and so it got there right on time. But I know that there are times that I've prayed that I for financial stuff, or um, for um, <clears throat> like even just selling my truck. Mm-hmm. You know, like when I I needed a roof and I had to sell my truck at the same time, and the two things were tied together. You know, mm-hmm. and to me that was a miracle. Yeah, no, and and that's that's one of those things that I think often gets either overlooked. Yeah. Or uh, or. Uh, misunderstood about miracles is that it doesn't have to be what you expect it to be right or to come in the form that you expect it to come right because uh, what's the famous story about the guy on the rooftop uh and the flooding comes (laughs) and people come by and it's like hey you want to ride and it's like no 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 then a guy comes in a boat and it's like hey man get on it's like no no my miracle's coming I'm, i'm waiting for it yeah and meanwhile he's drowning and he's like where's my miracle you know and and God looks down and was like, "I sent you three. You <laughs> I sent know? you three. You just ignored them." Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I think some people want to see Jesus, the image of Jesus, in a grilled cheese. You know, mm-hmm. that's a miracle to them, or a statue that cries blood. And I, I don't know. Like, of course, those can be miracles. You know, because that's like a something out of nothing kind of miracle, which right. you know, Jesus turned water into wine. But <clears throat> I think for me, like, I don't ever want to get that brain that doesn't see the simplest of miracles as a miracle, you know, mm-hmm. like your guy in your story. Right. Like a- every opportunity for God to change my circumstance through his divine mm-hmm. intervention to me is a miracle. And, yeah. And there's a grace intermingled in there too, you know. Yeah, no, for sure. I uh, I look back on, on life and a lot of different events where I, uh, like last week I, we talked about sticking my hand into the... Uh, the light switch, yeah, and I got electrocuted. And mm-hmm. I said, "Well, I probably should be dead." And I re-listen to the podcast every week, every time, just to yeah, make sure everything's good or sounds good, or critique ourselves. And and I'm thinking back on that, and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I could point to a couple of occurrences like that." Yeah, and every time I walk away from one of those, it's like, "Well, that's there's my miracle. There, you know, there it is for me." Like I'll I'll never forget when we were living in Puerto Rico, up on the mountain. Mm-hmm. My brother would often wait for me at the at the bottom of the hill to, you know, hike up the road our, back to the house after school. And uh, <laughs> we were on the school bus, and the school bus just went without brakes. Oh, my gosh. And we're barreling down the road, and uh, the, the bus driver was smart. He decided to turn and start going up the hill to slow the bus down it was going fairly fast yeah uh and as we're going up climbing up i'm thinking holy crap my brother 
because my brother waited at the bottom of the road. He would have run him over. Mm-hmm. So the 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 bus slows down and he starts to kind of back it up slowly, trying to maneuver it backwards. And it just happened to have rained a little bit that day, so the the tires caught on some mud at mm-hmm. the bottom of the road. And as soon as the bus stopped, it was like a scene out of a movie with kids just jumping out the window and everybody trying to run out. <laughs> and I remember I ran out and I kind of looked around for my brother to think, you know, did he jump out of the way or did he evade? And as as I'm looking around, a car was coming down from the hill. Now, there's only two houses up on the hill, so it was either my family or the, the neighbors. My best friend's mom... Happened to be driving by. She saw my brother, and she said, "Oh, let me give you a ride up today." Oh, wow! And yeah, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to hike up today. Uh-huh. And you know, everybody's alive. Everybody's well. I see that as the hand of God in the right. situation. Right. You know, you could you could say, "Oh, it was just chance. It was just anything." I just choose to give that to to God. You know? Right. <clears throat> if you believe in miracles, do you have a limit on them? Meaning, is there a cutoff on just how grand you believe one can be? <laughs> Does God have a credit limit? <laughs> Something <laughs> like that, yeah. Does yeah. he have a Capital One that's good? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, you know what? He doesn't, but mm-hmm. I think I put one on it. You know, I sometimes when you pray, when somebody calls with a sick baby or a baby that has birth defects or when somebody has stage four cancer, like, mm-hmm. I I pray safe prayers that God can either heal them or not heal them, you know, uh, and I shouldn't, I should believe that God could do it if he wants. And, and I don't know about you and I'm not taking anybody's miracle away from him, but I just feel a little shortchanged when people say, you know, Jesus chose to heal my mother in heaven. Like mm-hmm. that really bothers me. Like I'm glad that that's the, what you've reasoned out, you know, but to right. me, that's not healing. They, they didn't get healing. They just got to go on. And yeah, they're healed in heaven. But like the prayer was, heal this person. And and mm-hmm. if if God wants us to reason out that you know He healed them in heaven, that's one thing. But you know, should we just be praying for Him to kill them? You know, <laughs> just take them because <laughs> you're going to heal them anyway. So just what's the difference between heal and kill? You know, right? Um, so I I, I think. I think my brain wraps its head around. Oh, if they're if they're too far gone, God's just going to take them up. Because not that He can't do it, but He just won't do it. Hmm. So, those are my thoughts. No, no, that's yeah. fine. I judge uh, me if you want Christians. The name it and claim it. So you go name it and claim it yourself. <laughs> no, we've we've had this actually a discussion very similar to this. Gina and I, my wife and yeah. I, where uh, as far as prayers and asking for something and waiting yeah. on and hoping for a miracle and my prayer when i ask for something of that sort it's always you know middle of the road it's it's yeah well may it happen but may your will be done if it's not your yeah it's not this way then okay well you know i'm not gonna hold it against you god <laughs> and she said well what kind of well, you know what the hell kind of prayer is that yeah that's not very hopeful and it, and i just Maybe this has something to do with the whole surprise element thing, where it's just like, well, I don't want to be surprised. So if it goes one way or the other, well, I'll be all right with it. You know? <laughs> well, yeah, and I felt like one time the Holy Spirit said, stop praying safe prayers. You give me an out. Mm-hmm. Of course it's my will that you be heal- healed, or, and it's my will that, you know, whatever. But I'm just like, you can only pray a couple of those prayers, and they don't get answered before you're like, oh, he's not going to answer it anyway. Well. I, that's just my thought, you know. I prayed prayed plenty of prayers i Mm -hmm. i and they say you know pray believing and you will receive it and like i know 
we'll go somewhere crazy for a second, but I prayed for my aunt when I was in, I was in seventh or eighth grade. She had <coughs> cancer, and I prayed that she wouldn't die, and she died. And like my friend Don that was killed at SeaWorld, I prayed the prayer, you know, like they prayed in the Bible, you know, the, draw her bones back together, draw breath back in her life, you know, let her rise from the dead, you know, right now, <coughs> not like in a grave or anything, mm-hmm. but like bring life back to her and heal her. And I prayed that honestly believing that God was going to do it, you know, mm-hmm. but like, but I, I wasn't shocked when he didn't, but like, I tried to be that Christian that prayed the prayer that I wanted. Mm-hmm. That was a difficult prayer that only would only happen if God answered it. And if God waved his hand over her and brought life back to her, you know? And so that's the reality of where, the reality of where I was at and, and trying you know, and, and maybe I was praying selfishly. Maybe I didn't want to lose a friend. Maybe I, whatever, you know, right. but like that was, I know that bringing somebody back to life, that that's not a limit to God, but for me, it has been, you know. No, the contents of one's heart, I, I think, has a role to play, sure. But like when I see it, situations like that, and I, and I question it because here I was, uh, I think we were at the conference. I think that's when I lo- heard this story. Yeah, we did. We did that big conference in Texas where we all went, all the all the youth team. Yeah. And, uh, <coughs> oh yeah, yeah. And a guy spoke about how he was, I think, um, uh, a missionary either in, in Africa or somewhere. And he said one night he was just sitting in his room and he felt oppressed by a spirit. Yeah. And that he he felt like the bed shaking and that everything was moving around. Yeah. And. Uh, and he started praying, and he uh, became bold in, in his faith. And he and he told you know in his prayer he told the demon, well you you know get out of here, and the, you know this demonic presence or whatever you want to call it left. And he said no 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 come back and and I want you to fix everything back to put it over the you know the places where they were. Make sure the bed's fine, and then you can go. And I did it do it. And apparently yeah he said he it oh, did. Oh wow. Now whether it did or not. I don't know, but that's the kind of thing where like satanic housekeeping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Could it happen? Sure. <laughs> We're sca- we'll scare the devil out of dirt. <laughs> uh, I just hear it, and it's like, oh, okay. Well, that's a cool story. That's a great story. It could, could it happen? Sure. Yeah. But then, well, see, now that's another <clears throat> that's that's another podcast altogether because that stuff I've done, like that stuff, like. You know, I'm not go- Ghostbusters or anything, but like, <laughs> right. definitely, I've I've tussled with, like, in the presence of God, I've tussled with few with a few demons, you know, and mm-hmm. like prayed them off of friends and prayed them out of my out of my house and away from where I was at, you know, and I've experienced them in person, and so yeah, that that to me is like, that's not that level of miracle, that's that level of spiritual authority, I think. Right, you but know? there's a there's a, it's a bad dichotomy to. Both believe it's possible, yeah, and yet go like, huh? Sounds like more of a story than anything to me. But yeah, and then I found myself, yeah. <clears throat> you know, just this year, yeah, <clears throat> our uh, our little cat Randy, um, he had a, a he was born with kidney disease, yeah, and he was only two years old, and um, things were looking really dire, yeah. But my wife and I prayed, and we believed. In the impossible, we prayed for the impossible. We we asked for a miracle that, heck, even if you know a, a kidney would form in place, mm-hmm. and we believed for it. 
and I was hopeful for it, more so if anything, because, you know, as much as I cared for Randy, I, it broke my heart to see him and my wife in that yeah. emotional state. Yeah. So I can, you know, it's just like, and, and you know, the poor guy, he's gone on to, you know, the Rainbow Road or the Rainbow Ra- Bridge. Rainbow Bridge. Right. Yes. But here I was praying and believing in the impossible for one thing but not for the other. And it's just like, man, you know, there's something wrong there. It's like there's, what, what's, what's wrong with you? And well, I chose I to see the miracle of his life yeah. because yeah. here was a cat that had a, a happy two years. Yeah. And we took him in and we gave him the happiest life we could. And we yeah. Had, you know. We, we're not planning on having kids, so it's less like, oh, you know, these little creatures are our children in a sense. Yeah. And we tried to give, the, you know, that we remember that Christmas as he had a good time because we got him a little house that he liked to sit in and some toys that he played with, and he was really happy. And I told my wife, well, there's your miracle. You know, yeah. he had a happy life for the time that he had it. You know, God forbid he would have been a, a street cat or something. Yeah. So... But it's just, I don't know, it, it, it's tough to deal with miracles when you go through situations like that. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. You were going to say something. No, no, I, no, I wasn't, because I, you were talking about demons, and then we started talking about cats, and so I thought that story was going to go someplace completely <laughs> different. Um, <laughs> oh, um, no, like the, the, uh, <coughs> uh, I just lost my train of thought. Um <laughs> Yeah, no, I think it's I think it's a measure of spiritual growth mm-hmm. because I I would have never you know there's that scripture in the Bible that talks about we battle not against uh, flesh and blood but against powers and principalities and mm-hmm. different things. So like the first time I the first time I experienced like something demonic like it definitely awakened me to something else, you know, awakened me to that stuff's out there. And then the second time you experience it, like I'm never, I'm never shocked by it, but I'm always surprised. Mm-hmm. Like there's a difference. I'm never, it, it never really catches me super off guard and like, oh my goodness. But it's like, oh really, this is where we're going, mm-hmm. you know? And so like, I would never have. I would never be at the place where I am with it had I not grown from that first experience, had I not experienced, you know, uh, demonization and, and oppression myself, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but just like being, the first time you experience it, then it's in your wheelhouse, you know, and you're like, oh, okay, this is what that is. I've experienced it myself, so I know these people aren't crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but you might not have, you might not have experienced miracles in other ways, but you've experienced it over here. So I don't think it's this. I don't take it that it's anything wrong with you. I just think maybe God hasn't awakened your mind to that yet, or you're not ready to to do that, or maybe it's not your gifting, or maybe He doesn't have that for you. And so, you know, it's it's just a measure of spiritual growth. Mm-hmm. It's just like when you when people are asked what are you good at, and they can tell you everything they're bad at, but they can't tell you anything they're good at, and it's mm-hmm. like shift the camera you know shift the camera to a a positive place and build a kingdom in the positive areas of your life rather than to pick out the 45 to 50 percent of the stuff you don't do right you know same life two different perspectives Mm -hmm. same thing with christianity i think saying you could walk you could walk a devout christian life uh 
And because here's the difference: it, it, is it that you don't want to believe in miracles, or you just haven't experienced one yet? So that's two different perspectives as well. True. There could be people that say, "Nope, I don't want to talk about the devil. I don't want to talk about hell. <clears throat> I don't want to talk about miracles." Mm-hmm. And and they basically told God, "Okay, here's the checkbox of the things I want to experience," rather than saying, "I want to experience whatever you have for me." Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's also two different lives. You know. Yeah. All right. That may yeah, you may have answered in part the next question, but I'll ask it anyway. Where does your unbelief or questioning of a miracle stem from? Oh, I've already question. answered that for yeah. me. Yeah. Well, and and I for don't me, want to go on and on. Yeah. No, that's fine. Yeah. I guess for me that the the unbelief or the questioning is, um, I guess, the way it's been used, and I and I mean that used in really just a direct sense. Because I've seen how, especially like, you know, Puerto Rico isn't quite as bad for it, although it definitely occurs there. But a lot of other countries, other places, abuse the faith. You know, shysters that come around saying that they're Christians or whatever, that they're believers, that they're men of God, and, you know, they're performing miracles miracles the performance yeah. quote unquote right yeah. is, is the key word here yeah so to me that's why I always have a veil of uh I don't suspicion. know suspicion yeah yeah like are you who you say you are <clears throat> so I just it it's always good to question things just to make sure that you know they're on the right track right and that's not to be difficult with other people but you know for your own benefit uh, do miracles work differently depending on the era or the location? Yes. How so? Well, it's scripture. I'm looking up the scripture. <clears throat> it says, A prophet is not without honor save in his own country. Uh, words spoken by Jesus to the people of Nazareth, the town where he grew up, they refused to believe in his teaching because they considered him one of themselves and therefore without authority to preach to them. Mm-hmm. And I run into that. <clears throat> you know, like I... When I counsel guys who are walking out of homosexuality, um, they start talking about going back and ministering to the people they've dated or had sex with or were in a relationship with. And I was like, you have to be careful because, you know, for me, for the longest time, people didn't believe that I had changed. People mm-hmm. didn't believe I'd walked out of that. So when I tried to talk to them about my life, they're like, you're no better than us, you know. And so mm-hmm. I didn't have any authority there. But the people who I do have authority with are people who can who haven't grown up with me, who have seen a history of, of where I'm at and what I've done. And so I I think the belief, you know, is there. I, when it talks about Jesus didn't have authority, people mm-hmm. didn't believe that he had that he was who he said he was. They just thought he was normal. And so right. in his own country, there were miracles that didn't get, that didn't uh, come about because of lack of belief. And I think that's when you talk about era and location, there are miracles that happen outside of the United States because mm-hmm. people just believe. Right. I, I think the level of belief, yeah. the level of uh, of awe is greater in other places. Yeah. Because We're so jaded. And right. Just, and, and comfortable. Yeah. Jaded and comfortable. Yeah. We mm. don't really have, we don't have the need for a miracle. Mm-hmm. You know, we, anything we need, we have. Any Anything... We, we don't necessarily have to go to God for something because we have it at our fingertips anyway. Mm-hmm. No, that, but it's funny that you mentioned that about how, of course, the story of Christ and, yeah. and the unbelief that is 
within you know his own community and where he grew right. up. And then, I'm sorry, you meant to say that like the people that have seen your story, it's easier for them to believe it, or is it more difficult? The people who grew up with me and the people who just see me as like just somebody who grew up. Sorry, the people mm-hmm. who just see me as the person I used to be, and that's all they know. And then I moved away, and I'm somebody else. They're going off of my history. They're going off of who I used to be. They're going off right. of the life that I shared with. Okay, them, right. You know? So there's there's an emulation there. Uh, Between you and I mean, yeah, you're yeah, yeah, you're oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. In, that, yeah. in that situation. Yeah. yeah. No, I I can completely agree there. Where it's uh, it's easier. Not that we're you know going around performing miracles, but right. if a work has been done, if a miracle has been done within you, <coughs> within us, yeah, it's easier for somebody outside of the bubble to believe it than those that have seen us at our high points and our low points, that have seen our faults and everything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can agree with that entirely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and and also I think it's a level of the level of reception in your heart. Like I just talked to a kid today, and he's like. This, you know, my dad could tell me all these things, and I still would not seek resolution with him because I'm so hurt, I'm so angry, and I'm so bitter. And it's like, yeah, you, there has to be two things that happen for a seed to go in the ground, the ground has to be tilled, and the ground has to be soft and receptive to it, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it's just like in that place, it's like I could, I remember one of my friends, Oscar, I had, I had met Oscar. And I think we had, you know, I'm just going to get real, real honest right now. I had met Oscar. I kind of, this was back in the day. I wanted to, to date Oscar. Oscar was not gay that I knew of or whatever. And so I like approached him online one night and just started like sexting, you know. Mm-hmm. And we ended up, you know, having our moment. But then, and we were friends for a while, but then I moved away. And when I came back... I had Christ in my life. I was a different person. And Oscar looked at me at one point and he said, you're different. What's going on? And I didn't even, I wasn't trying to minister to him. I wasn't mm-hmm. trying to tell him anything about God. I just was living a different life and he saw it. Right. You know. And so that was, that was a miracle in and of itself because like the old me had gone away. The new me was exuding the love of God and just a different... Mm-hmm. looking at him differently as well. And so he saw it. Um, there there are times when people are angry, they don't see it, you know? Um, and I think having been on that side, like having been angry and having been hurt by the church, it doesn't matter who was coming to talk to me. I just didn't want to have any part of it because I lumped them all in together, mm-hmm. you know? So I think for a miracle to happen, the heart's got to be right, um, you know, and that people need to feel safe, Um but there's a certain amount of belief, you know, that has to happen as well. Right, but, you know, even speaking about the little miracles, just yeah. the miracle of, of forgiveness or the miracle of a clean slate in a relationship, you know, that alone should be something to take awe at or to oh, yeah. certainly appreciate. Yeah. You know, because it, it makes the way for something greater, too. Uh, are miracles detrimental to the faith or are they more helpful? Well, I think once again, it depends on who it happens to. Right. You know, yeah. when we went to the Dominican um, to build a house with um, the Bate uh, Rehabilitation <coughs> Program or project, sorry, I always call it program like they're Alcoholics Anonymous, <laughs> but Bate Rehabilitation Project. When we went down there, 
We would build one house in the middle of communities that had the little shan- sh- shanties and sheds mm-hmm. and stuff. And, and I ask, how do you pick who gets the house? And, and Katie said, the community votes on it, on who gets the house. And I was like, oh, that's cool. So one person's miracle is supported by the community. So, mm-hmm. But there are times when, you know, if I won the lottery and I wasn't sharing it with you, my mm-hmm. miracle would not be a miracle for you. You'd be <laughs> angry about it. So I, I think... Depending on the status of somebody's heart, a miracle could be detrimental or could be, you know, inspirational. I, I mean, that's the way I see that question because it's like, um, <clears throat> I think miracles are necessary mm. uh, because there are times, there are times that people need a miracle to boost their faith. There are times that people have miracles, maybe not even to boost their faith, but just confirmation that what they're believing is the right thing to do, and it gives them that momentum to go forward so i would in my mind the only time a miracle is detrimental is when somebody's comparing themselves to somebody else you know what do you think uh that's i i'm smiling because i you know it's like oh crap what well you disagree no confession time no no see it's like you're it's we're leading into something okay go all right so is, last this, is this going to be a surprise? Because I'm not good with surprises. <laughs> no, I, okay. no, no surprise. All right. Last year, uh, I think it was September, August or September, I saw a competition came up mm-hmm. uh, for new talent for either writing or, uh, or drawing for a comic book. Yeah. And this guy, Mark Millar, he's been in the industry for a long time. He tried this project out the year before. And he uh, picked some winners, put out a comic book, all for uh, donation proceeds. Mm-hmm. But he paid everybody regular standard fees, and they got to see published work. Yeah. And most of the time, I wouldn't participate in that, anything yeah. like that, just because here we go again with the surprise thing. Uh, I just don't okay. want this. I don't. I don't either want the surprise or the disappointment. So I, I normally would just steer away from it. But I said, okay, you know what? I'm trying new stuff, so I'm going to do it. So I, I picked up one of the books, one of the stories of his that I don't know. That was part of the project. Yeah. He had to do a four-page comic book story. Uh, panels, break them down, etc. the art, the dialogue, and, uh, and submit the work. So I did. I did it quite quickly. And uh, I, I figured, I know the guy's voice. I know the styling, etc. And... Uh, I filled out all the paperwork, I filled out the contract, I sent out my script, and waited patiently for December to roll around, Mm -hmm. and I would check the website every once in a while to see the winner's list, and it finally came up on Christmas, or Christmas Eve or Christmas Day of all days, which I thought, you know, great gift for whoever won, but, (laughs) you know, nice way to celebrate for all the people that lost. (laughs) So the, you know, I, Gino knew I was excited for it, mm-hmm. and it came up, and I didn't win. Okay. And I was I was fairly, you know, I was down and depressed about it. It's like, oh, you know, oh well, you know, you, you lose sometimes, you win sometimes, you lose sometimes. So all the stories were finished and collected and printed two weeks ago, and the comic book issue came out, and I remember. Like January time, I was thinking, ah, I'm not reading it because you yeah. know I don't want to, 
I don't want the bitterness of reading the story that beat right. mine. Yeah, yeah. And thinking, oh, you know, what a piece of crap, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but it came out, and and I picked it up this week. And I read it this morning, actually. Mm-hmm. And I read it, and and my initial gut reaction was like, that's it? <laughs> I uh, lost against this? <laughs> bitter. Bitter. <laughs> bitter. <laughs> so here's, uh, you know, this is why I'm trying to keep the composure, you know? Yeah. But my my reaction was not godlike at all. And I, just, <laughs> I remember I wanted to toss the dang comic book across the, the room and say, that piece of crap. You that know? piece of crap. I could do way better than that. <laughs> yeah, this I, I can't believe I lost to it. Yeah. And I remember sitting down afterwards thinking about it because I was at getting ready to start work, work this morning and uh, and I tried to do some prayer time. Yeah. And I remember thinking, oh, you know, that's not that's not a good attitude. That's not a good thing to do and you'll get your chance another day. Yeah. And now as you're talking about this. Yeah. <laughs> Abject lesson. Yeah. The, Exhibit the A. Six in, sinks in that this miracle, if you want to call it that. Yeah. Or this opportunity was not for you. Yeah, this that's was a great way to look chance, at it. Yeah, you know? it was somebody else's opportunity. So, yeah, confession time. I just had to say yeah. it because it's... Well, my confession time uh-huh. is I there was a survivor that I wanted to uh, audition for. Survivor uh-huh. three or four. I can't remember. Or eight. There's 800 of them now. But I shot a really good video... We, our guy at SeaWorld helped me edit it. That was an awesome video. It was the best video ever. <laughs> and like I sent it off, and then I was like, oh, my gosh, I didn't put this in the video. Oh, my gosh, I didn't. And, and just like all over the map critiquing this thing that was already in the mail. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to fast and pray. What what season What this have been it like was it was the three, the four, very four. first season in Africa where they had to drink the cow's blood. I'm so glad that I didn't get it. I'm so <laughs> glad Jesus that you didn't get me what I prayed for. Well, spoiler alert, right there. <laughs> I was season eight. They're on season twenty-five, y'all. Come on, you've been under a rock. Go <laughs> go watch the Goonies and the Sixth Sense. He was dead the whole time. Okay, I Not just what threw. I meant. Huh? So what do you mean? Make it. Huh? <laughs> I bet, spoiler alert, you didn't make it. You already ruined the story. Oh, no, no. Oh, I'm sorry. Of course I didn't, I didn't make, it. Yeah. make it. I wouldn't be doing this podcast with you if I'd have made it. <laughs> I'd be sitting there with Jeff Probst talking about my millions. Anyway, no. So I fasted and prayed. And I was like, oh, Lord, you're going you're gonna, to uh, get me what I want or whatever. And so in the meantime... Like, I was fasting and praying all weekend, and they said, Jeff Probst is coming to SeaWorld on Monday. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I was like, no, he's not. And they're like, yeah, he's going to be here Monday. I'm like, whatever. Mm-hmm. And literally, like, I started thinking, he's coming here to tell me that I've made the second round or whatever. You know, I was, mm-hmm. like, all over the map. So he, he came, and I told everybody, I said, if you take the PR I will kill you. I will stuff your body in a trunk. I want to do all the animal stuff with Jeff Probst. And they're like, are you going to ask him if you made it? And I was like, no, I think that's kind of rude. And I I said, I I just really, I'm not that person. Like to say, hey, you should pick me or whatever. And so we went out front. We did our interactions. And I never heard from them. Mm -hmm. But like for me... When, I, when the show aired, I was like, oh, my gosh, thank God I didn't make it because I couldn't have drank the blood. I would have been out there, mm-hmm. whatever. But I thought in that, in that place, my miracle was that Jeff Probst, yeah. 
mm-hmm. this world-renowned game show host, you know, on this new amazing show, came to SeaWorld Orlando, and I did his interaction. That, to me, was a miracle. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I wanted something, but God's like, I'll give, I'll give you this because I don't want to give you this. Mm-hmm. But even in that moment, it, that was my little miracle, you know? What was that? What? I heard a noise. Oh, it the the laptop. Oh, it it gave me a note, a notice. I guess it comes up. Can on. you hear that? No, you, you can't can... hear that noise. What what's the noise? It's like a tone, like a doorbell. Ding. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's the I'm getting <coughs> notifications. Uh, it's a miracle. Yeah. It's Lewis miracle. doesn't hear it, and I hear it. <laughs> yes, Lord. <laughs> um, you know, the, like there's there's little things all along uh-huh. like that that God shows me that I'm listening. I just I can't give you this because this is not what I have for you. Right. You know, <clears throat> just like I know, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, I will never win the lottery, and I'll tell you why. Because it would ruin me. Mm-hmm. I would I would not work well with that amount of money. It would ruin me. I would not care about people. <laughs> I would not. <laughs> I mean, I would give to charity, but I would also right. give to. I'd change my middle name to charity, and I'd give to myself. You know, <laughs> like I'd buy a Lamborghini. I'm just telling you right now. So that miracle mm-hmm. is not in God's. Not in God's satchel to give to me, um, but there are other things that I feel like that I know He can trust me with. Right. Well, God's you got know. a good sense of humor, so I, we oh, can look back on this if you happen to win it one <laughs> oh, day. Gosh. Oh gosh! Well, and uh, I feel like I know I would do the right thing because I've got you know I got Bill Nance and he mm-hmm. he's already told me what we would do, how we would do it. But I just know that like there are things that until I spiritually mature or I'm mm-hmm. in a wheelchair and can't run very fast, you know, or or like live the life that millions of dollars would let me live like that god would god you know he knows exactly what i'm capable of mm-hmm. you know and I, I yeah yeah and here we are months years <clears throat> later and we're fine yeah whether we had received that or not yeah. right yeah those things yeah the miracles i think like they and i just look at this like you know when i when i went home one christmas i said i i kept joking I said, I need to go home and check my parents' expiration dates. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my mom hadn't, I hadn't talked to my mom in two years. And mm-hmm. she was kind of in a deep, dark depression. And, and so I went home and my mom, the first day, my mom said, can you pray for me? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Well, the second day she said, can you pray for me? And I was just like, something's going on. And then the third day I prayed over her, but it was a very spiritually aggressive situation the enemy was trying to get at her and i prayed over her and she ended up actually dying that day um but like the miracle was that i was home you know Mm -hmm. the miracle was that that i was there to take care of my dad that i was there to take care of the situation and right the timing the, the timing of all of it but then like you know, on my way home, I got, I had a cyst on my tailbone that ruptured. Right. And I ended up in the hospital. And I'm like, well, okay, Lord, wh- what are you doing here? You know, but it was like I needed rest from the two weeks I'd had. And mm-hmm. in the hospital, not having to go to work was the only place that I was going to get that kind of rest. Um, and so, yeah, there's, gosh, there have been so many, you know, I think miracles sometimes for me can be the hand of God moving, but not necessarily in a good way either. Like he's mm-hmm. moving, like when I broke my knee, that was a, that was a true miracle of healing for me. Cause there were three things that were broken. Right. I went into surgery and when mm-hmm. I came out of surgery, my friend Kathy said the third thing when they went inside your knee that was broken on the x-ray was not broken, was not torn in your knee. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, 
go Jesus. Yeah, but I'll take if it. You, while you were in there, why couldn't you fix the other two? You know. <laughs> and he's like, the surgeons were doing those. Um, but like that miracle for me, that mm-hmm. was a deposit that I could heal you, but the process of recovering from this knee is going to take you to the next level. And so I think sometimes God doesn't give you a miracle because I just wanted to be out of the pain, but the pain led me to a new place. The mm-hmm. pain led me to to realize I'm supposed to be in ministry. Right. And the Oxycontin helped me not fear yeah. um, for, for a little while, um, which is a whole other podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not addicted to it now. No, no, no. Yeah. No. I'm drink I'm just drinking water. That's right. Tea. Tea, <laughs> tea. tea and water today. That's right. Uh what advice would you offer someone that struggles with believing in miracles or waits on one? Or waits on them? Or or needs one. <coughs> Those that wait upon the Lord. <laughs> Sorry. It's some of the God upbringing. Uh you know, the Bible says that, you know, the Bible talks about testing God in your giving. <coughs> mm-hmm. And I'm currently doing that because he's asked me to. And that's a tough one, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say you'll never you'll never outbelieve God, you'll never outgive God. Mm-hmm. I've had enough experiences with him that there are moments when I get upset with him, but when I when I really peel back and look at it, I'm a I'm usually at fault. And I'm usually the one that stopped believing, and I'm usually the one that got uncomfortable because he wasn't answering on time. Mm-hmm. So, if you're in need of a miracle, <clears throat> keep praying for it. You know yeah. that that's the one thing the Bible says: pray without ceasing. So it doesn't say pray whenever you have time, uh, or or pray when it's convenient, or pray when you need something. You know, mm-hmm. God's not a cosmic cash machine, um, but. You know, keep pressing in and build your faith because mm-hmm. God will answer you in the way that you were built to hear. Correct, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I'm thinking of uh, of Christ and dealing with the crowds and dealing with the, uh, uh, the strict Jew- Jewish uh, yeah. scholars. Um, why can't I think of the correct term? Uh, the Pharisees. Yeah. And when they were asking for him for a sign, or, yeah. a, or in other words, a miracle. Yeah. And he says the only sign or miracle that will be given to this generation is the, the sign of Jonah. You know, the three days kind of yeah. deal, the kind of process of coming back. You know, hindsight like is... a Jesus, you got served moment. Right. It's a, it's a hindsight process. It doesn't yeah. make sense until the past. And the thing about waiting on a miracle is that when you're waiting on one, you fail to realize the ones that happen. Because oh, you're you're yeah. future oriented. Yeah, yeah. When you when you look, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. You look yeah. back and you realize, oh yeah, and everything kind of falls into place and makes sense. Yeah. Maybe not the way you were hoping or expecting, or or wanting, but that doesn't mean it didn't happen in some way, fashion, or form. Right. I think that's and. and I think that's with this new computer you got. Like mm-hmm. for me, it was it was for me it was a miracle because mm-hmm. I had another friend. Like I do garage sales for the ministry, and I and I get donated items and I sell them. Mm-hmm. But like some some lady talked to me one day and she goes, "You need to sell my car." And I'm like, I, "What? I don't sell cars. That's not that's not what I do." Mm-hmm. And like my goal was to sell that car because she'd asked me to do it. Well, I completely forgot I have a friend that needed a car until midnight. And I was sitting there and I'm like, oh my gosh, Philip needs a car. 
she asked me to sell her car. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the two came together. And it was like I missed that Philip needed a car because I was so focused on selling this car. Mm-hmm. But, like, <clears throat> God did that. And then when God got you this computer, like, the fact that this computer came about the way that it did wasn't necessarily a miracle. But how it got back to Orlando after being mailed out mm-hmm. to Houston during Harvey, right. after being mailed to Orlando from Houston during Irma. You know, right. this computer took a 14-day trip all around the United yeah, it's, States. Yeah, it's got a story, yeah. It does. And so for me, I was more excited than you because I just I just love these moments of God doing amazing things like this. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think, like, you're, you, you keep saying you're sorry because you – because you're not surprised, and I'm like, well, I should be saying sorry because I'm too surprised. But it's like there's got to be a moment in the middle where you, will, I allow you to be not surprised, and you allow me to be super surprised, and we're all just kind of existing where we're at. But it's mm-hmm. like, for me, these are little, these are little miracles mm-hmm. that don't happen to everybody. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think that's the thing. One in one in 140 million people won the lottery. Okay. But with Christ, you're a winner every day. Yeah, yeah. And, and and God can give you exactly what you need when you need it. He doesn't depend on you to buy a ticket and hope. Mm-hmm. You know? No, no, yeah. I'm, I won't say I'm sorry. I'll Good. Say, don't say you're sorry because you, you don't owe us an apology. No, I'll say thank you. Yeah, just yeah. say thank you, heifer. Yeah. <laughs> See my heifer pictures? <laughs> yes, we've got heifer decorations. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Well, as always, we hope we made you think. Uh, if you want to reach us, you can reach me. Uh, email four C S Lewis L U I S, or I'm sorry, as Bill would say, Luis <laughs> at gmail dot com, or uh, we're on Facebook, Facebook dot com slash Wolf Sheep Pod. Matthew, where can they reach you at? Uh, you can reach me at uh dot com. M A T T I E w a l k dot com or you can reach me at big fish ministry on facebook like facebook slash big fish mm-hmm. big, big, big <laughs> fish we're gonna beat you up <laughs> big fish ministry and that's it or big fish dot com email cool don't call me <laughs> right yeah, yeah no calls no call. we don't we don't handle calls well from luis cavedo i'm matthew walker this is wolf sheep